The Migrant Education Program is actually found in under Title I Part C. It's a supplemental educational program that was created in a way to help remove educational barriers for children who move as a result of the migratory lifestyle. Welcome to the AESD Scoop, connecting beyond the classroom to bring you conversations pertaining to our children, the future generation. Connecting with local and national experts to answer igniting questions the kids of tomorrow face. Connecting to bring you trustworthy resources, advice, and expertise for modern day families. Tune in on Wednesday. This is the AESD Scoop. Hi, I'm Betsy Hargrove, Superintendent of Avondale Elementary School District. And we are here today on AESD Scoop to share about our migrant education program. And before we go any further, I'd like to introduce to you, uh, our listeners, our migrant experts here in Avondale. Uh, Angelica, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Well, my name is Angelica Mesa, and I'm the recruiter of the program. And what I do is um, I identify and recruit eligible families or migratory children for the program. I interview them in person in their primary language, sometimes it's Spanish. Um, I explain to them the MEP program, the Migrant Education Program, and um, I submit um, certificates or eligibility, COEs. I develop a recruitment network with uh, migratory families and promote activities between students, teachers, and parents. And Emma, how do you support our migrant education students? So my name is Emma Valderas, and I am the data specialist. So Angelica mentioned earlier that she submits certificates of eligibility. She submits them to me. I basically, with those, I just review them to make sure that the information on there is accurate, and then um, I approve them. And then once I approve them, they go up to the state. Um, to ADE and then they get revised again just to make sure that um, everything is correct and then once they submit the final approval um, they are entered into uh, what we call our MIS 2000 which is our system where we keep track of all of our students and data and stuff like that Um, so the migrant education program is actually found in under Title I Part C. It's a supplemental educational program that was created in a way to help remove educational barriers for children who move as a result of the migratory lifestyle, um, whether it be seasonal or temporary agricultural labor, stuff like that. So that's what the MEP program stands for. Thank you. That was going to be my next question. So perfect. <laughs> uh, so now, both of you, um, typically the migrant program used to be run specific to district to district to district. And now the two of you really have taken on a much larger role in the region. Um, if either one of you would like to please share that experience and how it has hopefully benefited not just the students here that are served specifically in Avondale, but also in the Southwest Valley? Well, actually, um, we are in charge of the Central Valley, and uh, we cover, um, I don't know, too many districts, school district. So when I go to recruit, I, I mean, I can qualify any family, any kid that it's in attending one of those um, school districts. Being able to be 
connected with families that cross school district boundaries, I have to imagine while there are challenges, no doubt, geographic challenges of, of traveling back and forth and, and, and so forth, but I'd have to imagine there's also some real benefits to being able to having a larger group of people included in these opportunities. Can you think of, a, of an experience that you may have had that is different now being a part of a larger uh, coalition, so to speak, versus what we used to have with, with just the Avondale families? Um, I think that being part of the consortium has opened more opportunities for us. Like we're, um, we present it as a consortium and something that is available to um, all around the Valley. So it gets pe more people interested. And then it also, um, the more students we have, the more funding, I guess we get. So then there's more things that we can do for our students um, to be able to um, provide the needs or meet their needs. Cause a lot of them, um, since they travel a lot or they, they're migratory, they don't, you know, they need uniforms or they just left with whatever it is that they, you know, they didn't bring it enough. So um, with them being able to um, be part of the consortium, we're able to purchase like more uniforms, backpacks, school supplies, um, if they need eyeglasses because they can't see. The, the goal of the migrant program is to eliminate any barriers that a student has in order to graduate high school. So um, sometimes it's, you know, helping them purchase eyeglasses and we're able to get the funds in order to do that. So um, the more students we have, um, the, the more beneficial it is for all the districts involved. We're able to provide after school tutoring, summer programs, things like that. So uh, what I'm hearing is the, the idea of the economies of scale. So if we are going to put together an event that involves 20 people, um, the economy is of scale to say, if we have a hundred people, we can still have this event and the actual cost per, per person goes down because of being able to buy in bulk and things such as that. Correct. Excellent. Thank you. So I, I heard you, you talk about multiple uh, opportunities that we were able, were able to support children. You talked about backpacks, you talked about summer program, you talked about eyeglasses. Um, when you think holistically around the the migrant education program, the idea exactly of what you just said of removing any barriers that our children may have uh, that are standing in their way of being successful uh, in in getting through our pre-K to 12 system. Uh, can you kind of think kind of what are some of those other barriers? Since those families move a lot, from different school districts or even cities or states, the kids get so behind school. Like for example, um, if I have a third grader that was in California and I don't know, they're learning the timetables um, and then they come here to Arizona and they're learning something else, um, those kids are get, they get so behind school. So that's why we try to help them and support them with tutoring before or after school or summer school um, enrichment programs. What about also, I would imagine when, when you're transitioning from one place to another, finding healthcare, finding dental care, all of those pieces, are those, is that something that the migrant education program would support? Yes, what we do is we assist them, uh, assist the families to obtain like, well, 
we already said that, but reading glasses, we also refer them to different um, uh, clinics for or dental, mental health services. So we have those connections with different companies and that's why I do, I provide all this information to the families and then if they don't, they're not familiar with the area, I will drive in or take them to those um, clinics so they can um, get these um, resources. Like we were very close to the uh, Mexican consulate. So together we help these families a lot. So And a lot of our families are also uninsured or underinsured. So uh, the resources that we provide them are to like low cost, you know, medical clinics, dental clinics, things like that to where they're either it's free, no charge or um, based on like a sliding scale fee mm -hmm. as well. Excellent. And, and, and I'm hearing also, Angelica saying, if transportation is a barrier, you actually will transport uh, children and their families to appointments and making sure that they're able to, to get there. And I think that's one of the most unique set of circumstances with the migrant education program that is very, very intentionally set to meeting people where they are. If they are, um, you know, at their home, you know, if, if it's a home visit that is needed in order to be able to bring resources and ensure that supports are there for the children, that happens. If it's, um, let me stop by the job site because we need to make sure we have the appropriate paperwork or, or whatever the set of circumstances are. I know in Helica, that is a, that is a part of what you do to make sure that um, our, our children, as you guys said, we're removing the barriers to make sure our kids are successful. Exactly. What well, we're here for the families and um, we try our work best. And um, so uh, we have um, parents um, meetings and um, I we try to invite um, diff different um, community agencies so they can share that information with them in the service, the services that they have with the families. So it's, it's, it's another thing that we try, I mean, we use to help the, the families. And um, it, it, it works very good. And we love to be with the families and have those meetings because we get to meet all the kids and all the parents and it's just amazing. So, you know what, I, I'm so glad that you brought up that parent component because I really think it's, it's well, there's so many benefits to it. Obviously is, is finding out about resources that are in and around the, in theory, new community that, that families are moving, moving into. In addition to that, though, I, I think it, it, the idea of being a part of a community that cares, part of a greater um, group of people than maybe the immediate family or, or um, the, the employers that, that people are working for, but it's an immediate um, you know, community that surrounds our migrant families. And because we're, we are doing it to support the children and, and remove barriers, we are also though supporting the moms and the dads and the older siblings and the younger siblings, et cetera. The entire family unit gets positively impacted. It makes me think about when um, the, the programs that are in the military and as military families are moved from one area to another, so on and so forth, they actually uh, have an entire department that their sole job is to transition families from one place to another with very similar opportunities that you, you are bringing. So how critically important is that and, and incredibly valuable? 
One of the things I want to ask you about is this summer program that I know you guys had in, in Avondale. I have seen pictures of, of that as it was happening. Do you want to talk about that and how, um, what kind of experiences those were, et cetera? But the best experience, um, we uh, called, well, it was an enrichment program. So last year it was so difficult for all these kids, you know, because of the pandemic. So they tried so hard. So my coordinator and I had this idea to create a enrichment program, created an enrichment program. So we did, and it was like, um, it was every Friday in June, and it was only for the migratory kids. And uh, we had different classes like dance, uh, drama, um, art, magic, mini golf. It was just the best experience and the kids did enjoy it. And they were very, very happy. I have one of the, uh, of the girls telling me, uh, Miss Mesa, Miss Mesa, best school ever. So it was just, yeah, just when I saw those um, smiles and the kids very happy, it, I don't know, it was, it was just amazing, an amazing experience. You know, when I, I can't agree with you more, this year has been incredibly challenging and to be able to round it out with these wonderful, enriching, fun, engaging opportunities. I just have to think our kids know that they're loved, that they're cared for, and, and that this is their home. This, this, we are, Avondale Elementary School District are here for them and uh, just, we, we will do anything, move, move any, any barriers to make sure that they're successful. And, and you both, both of you are just a huge part of that. One of the things I, I want to commend you both on is your creativity, your outside of the box thinking. So when I think of back this year to making sure that our children had their traditional holiday celebration in the winter time. And normally, right? Why don't you tell about normally what happens? And then let's talk about how you creatively made sure that this still happened for our kiddos. Uh, I just love what I do. Uh, well, two years ago, we were able to have a Christmas party for the kids, and it was amazing. We had a lot of families. We had like around 60 kids plus parents, more than 100 people. Um, but last year, we couldn't have a Christmas party because of the pandemic. So what I did... But during uh, the party, hold on, explain what the party entails. Like, they come, we have games and there's tons of food and then we get donations from uh community partners and the kids um and helica and i are wrapping presents and they're, so they're all able to get a, a, a gift uh some type of educational gift and we're all you know we have tamales and champurrado and the typical hispanic uh holiday dinner you know per se so this year, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. I no, just, no, 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 no. I know you get excited too. I, I told you, you're both in this. I knew it. I was waiting. So yeah, yeah. great minds come together. Go ahead, Angelica. So last year, um, uh, we did have a Christmas present drive through mm -hmm. So I did contact all the families in Avondale, and I just got their information, and I invited them to this drive-through. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and it was amazing. It was the best experience. This part of this story and this part of the what it is that, that we do, which which is ultimately supporting our, our children and our families, is not going to be stopped by a pandemic. We're going to find a way around. We're going to make sure that this happens for our kids. And that comes from your heart. That comes from your creative minds to be able to say, okay, well, we can't do this. And we can do this and making that happen and making that in such a special and unique way. Because when I think about so much change that goes on with our children, particularly in our migrant program, and, and to that is throw a pandemic in the middle of it where there's so many unknowns, so many, you know, I don't even know what's going to happen from one day to the next. I don't know if I'm going to be in a classroom or if I'm going to be online. I, right. All of those unknowns that came with the pandemic and what you both did for our migrant children and families is to make sure that they had the stability and, and the support and the community that says we're not, we're not done. We're, we're going to keep going and keep going forward. So I can't thank you both enough for that because just the work that you do daily and then the continuation and more than that you did during those that this incredibly unprecedented times. So, but thank you. Thank you so very much to both of you for what you do, not just for our district, but also for the central region. Um, and it just is just a gift that is going to keep on giving because people are going to remember the outreach and the connections that you guys have made. So thank you so very much. No, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.